You're listening to the God-Centered Mom Podcast with me, Heather McFadden. As the mom to four young boys, I know motherhood's hard, but sometimes I think I make it even harder than it needs to be. I'll worry about my needs being met or I'll spend so much energy trying to make my boys happy that I forget that if I would take my eyes off me and my eyes off my kids and keep my eyes on God, that those desires would grow strangely dim and their contentment would go up as I'm led by his spirit. I also forget that I'm surrounded by God. He is going before me in places that I'm fearful of. He is walking with me on the hard days and he's coming behind me, redeeming any mistake I made. So each week I'll interview a new guest and we'll discuss what it means to be a God-centered mom. Thanks for listening. You're listening to episode 40 of the God Center Mom podcast today. I'm chatting with a new friend, Carrie Trotter. I met Carrie. She came to a conference um, I was helping out with called the Declare Conference, and she had just moved to the Dallas area, which we'll talk about more in the podcast on how she transitioned and why she transitioned. But I'm having her on the show because her heart is on fire for God, and she really wants all of us to be in God's word and to hear straight from God what he has for us in our lives. And she shares some of the how-tos. How do we get into God's word? How do we study study the Bible for ourselves and not lean on other Bible study leaders to do it for us as we mature in our faith? That should be the goal is to allow the Holy Spirit to work in us as we read God's word so he can speak directly to us. So Carrie is a mom to three, and she'll introduce you to her kids on the podcast. And then she has been married to a um, great man for 12 years, and he is a football coach, a high school football coach. And um, she has uh, an ebook, Oh Glorious Becoming, and she has her own site, CarrieTrotter.com. And all the links uh, to that will be in the show notes. She also does a video series where she walks you through the Bible helping and encouraging you to go through each book. And I think right now she is doing a study of Gideon um, and you can find weekly videos that she does. Uh, Glorious Daughters is the group that she leads in that. So Carrie's just, I just feel like I struck gold when I found Carrie. She is a life-giving person to me and um, I enjoyed getting to know her even better this week over coffee and then through this podcast. So y'all hang on because you are in for some good, good truth and a great, great encouragement from Carrie Trotter. So here we go. Hey, Carrie. How are you today? Hey, Heather. It's so good to hear your voice. I'm awesome. Okay. So y'all, Carrie and I got to have like real life coffee, kids playing time mm-hmm. this week. And it was such a blessing to me. Good and stuff. I was like, I want to record this and just have everybody get to hear it. So it was so much fun. Yeah, I want to hear it again because <laughs> you had so much to say. I loved it. Well, I loved it. Too. It was thriving. It, it yes. was awesome. And, um, Carrie and I were just catching up since we talked, and she and I both had some challenging weeks. Yes. Big time challenging weeks. Bullseyes on our backs, maybe, I think would be a fair statement. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, stepping out and saying that you are a go-god girl is like Mm -hmm. not... Bam. (laughs) Watch it. Watch out. Here it comes. Here it comes. And I've had some discouragement in my areas that I struggle, and... um, Fortunately, I've had some friends come around and pray Absolutely. for me and lift me up and um, even just had a flat tire. I mean, mm. 
Whatever. But. Whatever. And the same thing. I think so many times, as soon as I say even a specific area, because the devil doesn't like it when we define things. Oh. I think sometimes I define things in my life like, okay, God, we're going here. We're going to do this. Or I'm really going to dive in in this area of my life. And man, it's just like, boom, he just comes in and, and just like, okay, you're going to define it. And um, yeah, it's hard. I mean, yeah. just even just kind of like real life, like wanting God to be real in my life, my personal life, like standing with me, being with me, being alive with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it is a, a choice. And I think we were even discussing how you have to walk inside the grace of that mm-hmm. and not, you know, remind yourself constantly, there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus, but that it's about walking inside that grace and inside that covenant and not stepping outside that and fooling yourself into thinking it's contractual. So many times I think, I think, oh, it's a contract. I've got to be perfect and I've got to adhere to, you know, what I'm I'm trying to attempt to accomplish for God or, you know, all these things. And, and God has to come up alongside me every single day and remind me, Baby girl, it is about our covenant. It's about love. It is about stepping in this. And it's not about being perfect. It's just about staying persistent. I have to remind myself every day. Every yeah. day. Yeah. Every like half second, maybe. Not even every 24 hours. Just every half second. Yeah. And it's just saying that even if it's hard, like I was telling yeah. Carrie about this, like the silly thing of a, of a flat tire. And I was supposed to go mm. to a speaking thing. And, but yet there was grace in it, in that. Mm-hmm. That tire had had that nail in it all night and it wasn't mm. flat when I had to drive it this morning. Mm. Then when I, you know, needed to get it repaired, I had a friend who's willing to pick up my other son from school. And then when we go to sit for an hour while it's getting fixed, the boys are awesome. Three boys, young boys. Uh, which at a tire is place. That's like a miracle. It was a miracle, miracle slightly. And there were other people there watching, right? So Parting we were, of the Red Sea. Oh yeah. <laughs> right? So they yeah. were they were witnessing a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> and then I go up to pay and they're like, no, it's free. And I was like, uh, thank you, Jesus. I almost had like stop. a moment in the tire place. Like, Lord, yeah, you did. hallelujah. <laughs> free tire repair. But it was grace upon grace in a time when right. I felt attacked for silly things, yes. silly things. So, But it's the silly things that get me sometimes, I yeah. think. Yeah. You know, I think I'm always kind of prepared for those like major battles, like kind of come up ready, you know, with pistols loaded, you know, like yeah. guns firing, like I'm yeah. ready, I'm ready. You know, and it's those little things, those little nuances, I mean, that just kind of grab a hold of me and make me rage sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think, whoa, whoa, chill it, you know, and it is like lunging across the counter at the tire place and kissing the, the person on the other side <laughs> and saying, you don't even know, you don't even know. <laughs> That was such a gift. That like was people getting gift. saved at the tire place because you yeah. got to retire. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. The good news. Not like a, you should follow Jesus. He's no. amazing. <laughs> it's the good news. And it was a real life experience. That's okay. what I think. Yeah. I always forget. I, I think I try to oh, effort towards this perfect kind of perfection situation where everything just falls into place. And I always get to, just like you you and I were talking about, I had uh, some things with my kids today and it was a divide and conquer day. And it was like, okay, I can spin that plate and that plate and that plate and kind of started. And I felt my spirit kind of hyperventilating a little bit. And then I was like, whoa, 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 one thing at a time. And I literally was claiming Psalm 4610, you know, the psalmist is 
spazzing because there's all sorts of chaos going on. And he says, okay, wait a minute, but I will be still and know that you are God. Mm -hmm. And I just literally, in the middle of the most simplistic, mundane things, like running kids here and there, I had to say, whoa, whoa, like I will be still in this moment and I will know that God is God. And that is not easy. That's, uh, I mean, for me, I'm like, yes, I was in my talk this morning, chica, chica, chica. That was in my talk this morning. Be still. And it means let drop. And it's a battle term that means put your weapons down and it's a soul at rest because we still have to be at, he was still in the battle. That warrior was was. still in the battle. We can't, we can't just sit around and be a blob and say, Mm -hmm. God will take care of it. Know that God will take care of it. We have to still be in our lives. We still have to be active. We still have to go to the kids stuff. We still have to go to the tire place, but our soul can be still because we know he's fighting for us. We can drop our weapons and our anxieties and our fears and all of that so that he can fight for us. That is Preach on. Praise the Lord that so you walked amazing. in that grace and you got to that word because it just preached to me. Boom. Oh, but that's awesome. amazing that that was the song that God brought you today. Whatever. Mm, he's whatever. whatever. He's doing it everywhere. Whatever. Stop it. Okay. So Carrie, <laughs> we can just do this Let's for do 30 it. minutes, but I really want. I know we can. I really want to <laughs> know. And I want everyone else to know, um, kind of your backstory where'd you grow up and yeah. i we haven't even had you introduce your kids i mean what? i'm just i know I just, let's talk dude. about everybody the whole tribe the whole i have thing. a whole tribe like, okay so i guess first introduce your current your little family and then tell us like yeah. where you're from and all that jazz okay perfect yes i am we've got a whole tribe we call ourselves the trotter tribe or i guess i do i call <laughs> us a tribe um it's self-proclaimed I have, I am a coach's wife to my coach Trotter and he, we have been married for 12 years in November. I feel like I've blinked. Whoa, 12 years, bam. And in 12 years, we have made several different stops, but currently we live in Dallas, Texas. And we have got three little people that are kind of big people now, sniff, sniff. But my son, Cade, is eight years old and in third grade. My daughter, Ainsley, is six years old and in first grade. And my youngest daughter, Shelby Kate, is three years old. And she's running the show right now, is what I'm saying. (laughs) And um, we currently, we actually just made a move um, to Highland Park area. We, My husband is coaching football at Highland Park High School. He is a secondary football coach, and that's a part of our story. We, I was born and raised in Moore, Oklahoma, which is a small town outside of Oklahoma City. My husband was raised in Oklahoma City, Shawnee, Oklahoma, some of those areas. And um, our lives overlapped in late high school. We actually, it's a miracle we're married, kind of, because um, we have rivals across the board. We are like fierce rivals, like big time. Went to rival high schools, like big rival high schools. My dad it was a high school f- uh, baseball coach for 35 plus years. And at one Uh, stop, which is unique, especially in high school athletics. And um, I was the oldest of four. I have three younger brothers, all uh, baseball players and um, student athletes, really, and just supers. And my mom was a speech pathologist for special needs. So that was kind of cool. I like her. She's my favorite character. There we go. (laughs) We love her. She's kind of my favorite, too. Okay, good. And um, yeah, and then my husband and I overlapped in high school, had a lot of the same overlapping relationships, but blew off to college. I went to Oklahoma State University, go Pokes. And um, actually, uniquely, this is a huge piece of my story that says that God can use anybody for anything because my degree is in apparel design and merchandising. 
go. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, and I it's wanna, been. I, that's really cool. <laughs> Wow, Help that's me so out. crazy. Help me out. Oh, geez. So anyway, so I um so that is kind of a unique part of my story how God is weaving that um into back into uh, just my life and how I can use that for his glory. And you know, he uses everything, even things that we think are unusable. And he does. And so he does things. So that's kind of a sweet place um for another coffee chat, maybe. But um <laughs> anyway, and so my husband and I got married when I was a senior in uh, actually a fifth year, because I loved college so much. So, um, and we got married and he was coaching football at Southern Nazarene university. And we were there for several years or actually he was there for several years. We were there for one season. And then he actually, uh, just a quick story on fast, how we're here. He represented professional baseball players for a couple of years. Uh, we stepped outside the coaching world to do that. Felt God call us into that. And we did that. And that moved us to Fort Worth for several years. And then he was the area rep uh, for Greater Fort Worth Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And then he was the TCU football chaplain. And then God opened the door. And, um, you know, a huge piece to our story as a family is that coaching has always been the overriding calling. And my husband has a huge burden on his life to not just coach X's and O's, but to raise that next generation of boys to become men and has a real passion for uh, just investing in much more than just a game. And it's a family thing. It's our whole tribe. And um, so anyway, God opened the door again and we were at South um, Western Oklahoma State University in Western Oklahoma for five years. And then now we have found ourselves here presently. And we are um, just, it's just been a journey of faith. I think you and I talked about this Oh, when we got together, it's just uh, that I forget. And you said this, and I loved this, and I have dog-eared this and written it down <laughs> in a couple of places, uh, that the righteous shall walk by faith. And, you know, we talked about how righteous is just kind of this snotty Christian word for being in right standing with God, but that we walk by faith and that every step along the way, God has reminded us that our journey is not about, like I said, perfect, like getting this like perfect little like life with the picket fence and everything's perfect. It's about walking by faith and it's sloppy and messy. And sometimes you don't always understand every detail to it, but that it is just that effort towards knowing God better and how we know him better is by walking by faith. And so that's what we're doing. That's what the tribe is all about is walking by faith. A whole new culture, a whole new life, a whole new place. And I am so thankful that you um, just happened to find our, not just happened. Uh, <laughs> God totally wove it into the story. Uh, that you showed up at Declare our Declare Conference. Community. Yeah. Oh, and that I love them. I just saw your smiling face across the ballroom. I'm like, oh, who's that? I want to know, know who that is. Who is that oh, girl? Oh, my goodness. And they're like, oh, she I just moved here. <laughs> you need to meet her. And then they said, she's in Highland Park. I'm like, that's right across the highway from me. I do need Literally to meet her. Literally a stone's throw. Oh, yes. praise And the then Lord. back to school happened. And uh, I was like, come on. Where's that Carrie Trotter? And then, boom, there she is. Awesome. And orange scones and coffee and our kiddos. Mm -hmm. And there we are. It's perfect. It and Declare perfect. Community, I do have to say, is an absolutely phenomenal community of women. Like, mm -hmm. I can't even claim myself as a blogger. And I totally sandwiched, elbowed my way in and was like, <laughs> hey, everybody, guys, what's up, family? Because 
I, that is just what God is doing through that and through your submission to his will is phenomenal. There is a band of women that are rising up in that. And that is phenomenal that the world better watch it because they're coming. Well, and And it doesn't uh, have to even be bloggers, right? They're just women who want to know God and make him known whatever that way is. Right. Yeah. That's exactly right. And it's amazing to see how many different replications of that. Oh, and yeah. God's creative. He's so wildly creative. I love it. It's just a great place for creatives that love Jesus. And it was awesome. I drew so much from it. I mean, I was unpacking boxes. I left my husband and kids and my mom. I was like, everybody get here? Okay, great. Super. I'll be right back. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> just going to a little conference. Going to go to a hotel. Conference. <laughs> and, uh, but it filled me up for exactly what I needed. Oh, and um, so it was great. Okay. So you, um, mentioned that you don't call yourself really a blogger, but what would you say is your ministry and what is your calling? What do you feel like your way to make him known is? Yes. Well, I think that God reproduces that new every, I feel like every day it's kind of this, like, you know, uh, sounds like kind of like a overused term, but it really is organic quote unquote. I mean, just to kind of, just kind of going with whatever God opens, but my overriding passion where I feel like, you know, kind of when I just get it's just God and myself, and we just get real honest that I have this undying passion, like can't sidestep it, can't get away from it, can't not do it for women and myself included, that we would know the word of God and that it not just know it in the sense of like it's knowledge, like head knowledge, but that it's transforming heart knowledge. You know, I, um, I wrote a book called A Glorious Becoming, and a, a lot of that kind of tells my testimony and a little bit of my story in regards to my becoming with God, because I think I've realized that it's about something that happens in a, in a remade sense that God's not tossing us out. But as I allow the word to remake me from the inside out, he's translating all the things that have either happened to me or God has hardwired me. And he's translating those things into this beautiful thing, but it's all as a result of allowing the word to be real in my life. And that's what I want. I want the word to be real. I think so many times we we go to Bible studies and we have uh, spiritual Bible study teachers that, you know, maybe we've cut our Bible study teeth on or we really admire spiritually. And there's nothing wrong with that. But that I want, my desire is that it is personal, that there is someone that, you know, whatever God would do through my ministry or through just speaking or teaching or writing or whatever that might be, that they don't leave and, and even remember what I said, but that they are, there is something that just happens that they are at their kitchen sink washing dishes and they just recognize the word and it's just, it's alive to them. And it's Mm. not about what they've just heard. And it's like, wow, well, I'll let that be up there. And I'm so great that they can do that. But it's not for me that I'm literally, and I have even told Aaron Hall this, I had said that I am just this regular girl that got her nose stuck in the Bible and I've not come up for air because Mm. it is so transforming. It's changing everything. It's changing the way I view things. And I'm a church girl. I was born and raised in church. Yeah. I feel like two seconds after I was born, I was in church. <laughs> it changed the fact that it has to be real for me. Yeah. It has to be personal for me. Yeah. And um, and I feel like, and just with my kids, I mean, just being a mom, just being a minister and a coach's wife and, and a mom, I say this regularly to my kids. You know, we have the memory scripture, things like that, not because we're super, but because it's so hard and, and we're living by faith and it's not easy. And, and we tell them lots. We say, you know, guys, why do we have you memorize these scriptures? And, you know, that we've asked them so many times and that they've 
finally just started telling us back that <laughs> almost in kind of like, ugh, she's asking us again, but yeah. it's going to translate. I just, by faith, I know it's going to translate because they'll say, mom, because we need it in the hard days. I'm like, that's exactly mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And it has to be real for us. It can't just be because it's yours. And I'm like, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Because I just want women um, to open their word and it just comes alive wherever they have their quiet time, be it in the car or at the supermarket or in their really nice, perfect antique desk or, <laughs> you know, wherever they're, they can get their quiet space in the closet or in the bathroom, wherever that is. Yeah. The word comes alive. That's what I want. That's what so, I want. So, okay. So here's a woman. She may have been in part of a Bible study. She has never read the Bible for herself on her own time. Where would she start and what should she ask and how does she make it real for her? Mm, that's a great question. I think that she starts, I mean, so many times I feel like I, I myself, when I need a personal restart and, you know, I think I start back at the beginning. I start at John. I know that sounds so silly, but I start at John. And, you know, what's funny is I actually had an opportunity when I was pregnant with my third, very early pregnant. And I write about this in a glorious becoming. And I say, uh, I tell a story about how someone actually had heard me speak and teach and read a few things I wrote and actually stopped me at Walmart. I was at the, on the toilet paper aisle and they said, Hey, they chased me down and it kind of scared me. I was like, Whoa, Hey. And, um, she was an awesome woman that I knew had an incredible jail ministry. And she said, Hey, I think you need to come and, uh, you know, come and share your heart in this jail ministry. And I was like, yes. And of course, you know, when you have those God moments, you're like, yes, you're on fire. You're like, yes, yes, yes. And then she turned around and walked away and I immediately began to unravel. And I was thinking, what did I just sign on to? And it was absolutely amazing. And I was pregnant with Shelby and I remember walking in and, and feeling so insecure in my, in my flesh, just feeling like, what do I have to offer? And we went in and it was a minimum security prison. We went in and she said, Hey, there's going to be this pod these pods and you're going to kind of like a courtyard area and you're going to be in there and, and you're just going to start, you've got 30 minutes and you can just go. And uh, I had no idea. I mean, I was just like, that's talk about outside your framework from where whatever your knowledge base is. Yeah. We're like way parachuted outside of that. Yeah. And, my, I'm, my husband's a football coach. And so he says to me before we leave, he's like, you know, I, you know, I'm praying power of you. I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will be over you because you don't exactly pass the eye test. I mean, let's just be honest here. I sound like Minnie Mouse and I have a pretty tiny frame in regards to like my stature, you know, and he was like, you know, it's kind of like a, you size up the opponent and you're like, yeah, I totally can lick this girl. And I was really intimidated. But I got there and for the Holy Spirit just totally did it. And we talked about our identity in Christ. Talked a lot about, like I said, out of John, you know, that Jesus is the word. And that's where my passion comes into play, that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That just the explanation that the word is dwelling among you, that the special thing that God has to say, it is with you right now, that that is what he came. And to tell us, and all of it is based on our identity, that the world tells us all these horrific things and wallpapers our minds and our emotions and our feelings with all of these just negative things, so many lies, and God's word can replace all of those with the truth. And I, I talked as fast, I think, as I've ever talked, nervous <laughs> all get out. And at the very end, something came over me and I said, does anyone have any questions? Which is the worst thing you could ever say. So you think, whoa, no, wait, never mind. I didn't mean that because I won't be able to answer him. But I did it anyway. And several people said different things. And it was amazing to see how God's word had already started working. And it was just laying a foundation and there was a girl in the back and 
she, you could tell she had weathered some life and she couldn't have been more than 25. And she mm-hmm. said, uh, she'd gotten up and down several times while I was talking and gone back and forth to her cell. And she said, Carrie, um, I, I just want you to know that what you've said changed everything mm-hmm. because all I've heard from the beginning of my life, all I can remember from every adult relationship is that I was a mistake mm-hmm. and that I don't matter mm-hmm. and that I, I, I'm just, my presence is wrong. And she said, but everything you said, you've just told me that the creator of the universe not only knows my name, but created me on purpose. And that changes everything. And right inside those walls where there was a prison and everything that says you cannot overcome right there, she was overcoming and had nothing to do with walls. It had everything to do with God's spirit. And that is what I would say is just getting inside the word, whether you start in John or whether you download this podcast or whatever helps you just know that there is an identity that Christ has for you. And it is found in the word that it became flesh and it dwelt among us and that it's written on the pages, but it's very much present in our everyday life, everyday things that we're navigating. So that's what I would say, I guess, would be the starting point. And so it's a great thing. So they're reading John. That's right. Start And I've, that is a really, I would say, when you said beginning, I'm sure some people were like, you mean Genesis? Like all the <laughs> yeah. way at the beginning? And some people read the chronological Bible, uh-huh. right? which is like right? how, you know, it's uh-huh. organized by when the book actually was written and how the events go in order. Um, but John is a really great place because every gospel writer gives a different um, yes. side to Jesus. And the John side is is the personal Mm-hmm. side he's the most loved disciple and I think that's a great place so would they read like would you say a chapter a day I mean I know people yeah. I know people and they have boundaries with the Bible because I, they say I, totally. I just can't do it I just Absolutely. can't do it because I don't know yeah. where to start you can get a Bible yeah. on your phone there's a Bible app it will read it to you while you put your makeup on that's right we don't have yep. excuses anymore um, no we don't uh, but once they do mm-hmm. my thing and I know you believe this, is we have the Holy Spirit in us. And if a verse is challenging for us, we can pray for the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth to That's us. Exactly right. But yep. John is pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, but would you say, like, what do they journal along with it? Do they just read it in their Bible? Do they write things down? Yeah. And what questions do you ask yourself when you're reading? Absolutely. This is such a great question. I actually am really, I feel like the Lord is really honing this exact idea. And I really, you know, sometimes I have time for a whole chapter, even in my personal study. Sometimes I have time for that. Most times, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't. I have about, I have time for about 10 to 15 verses, just being real honest, Mm -hmm. to where I can really chew on those and think about them. And the two questions that I'm asking and those that do Bible studies, you know, that I do or whatever, I, I ask them these two questions. I've just started this. What questions am I asking and what am I praying? Because I think so many times we can just read something and my brain goes numb. I'm just being honest. Sometimes I just read it and I'm like, oh, I'm so brain numb. Like, what was that? I'm going to have to read it again. Like, I don't even get that. But if I come to the word with the expectation that I'm going to have some questions here, God, I'm going to have some things that either A, I don't understand, that I need to seek counsel on, that I need to ask someone for, or that I just don't understand, or things that I'm like, okay, this kind of is making me think about my own personal life, you know? Just even taking John 1, 16, for instance, it says, and from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. Like right there, right there in the days that you and I have just navigated, like praise the Lord for grace upon grace, you know? And I'm asking questions like, God, tell me that grace doesn't end. And his word is saying it does not end. It is grace upon grace. And then I'm praying things like, 
Tell me that that grace continues to stay, God. Show me how that grace remains. Show me those people that are able to come alongside me and pray for me, God. Give me people that I'm just in a coffee shop or I'm sitting in the school pickup line or I'm standing there, you know, shoulder to shoulder with some moms and and somebody just strikes up a conversation and bam, all of a sudden we're talking about grace upon grace. And I had no intention for that, but because I was prepared with some questions that I had in my heart and I was praying that God would give revelation to him then there he is. And, you know, Ephesians 1.17 is one of my favorite scriptures. And it says that God would give us wisdom and revelation. I think so many times we say, God, I want wisdom. I want wisdom for something. Give me wisdom. But sometimes we forget to say, God, I want the revelation to the wisdom. Mm -hmm. I want you to show me where you're leading me in your word. And yes, and that is for whether you have been long-time Bible study student, or you are just starting that journey, and that is something that you are incredibly intimidated by. There is nothing to be intimidated by, because just like it says in John 1, 16, we have been given grace upon grace, and all of us are pressing into the Word. I mean, it says that we're just sojourners. We're not, all of us are together. And and the other encouragement I would give those that are just starting out and really wanting to make Bible study a relevant part of their life, whether that has been something that they've navigated before or not, that they would find those that have that idea in mind, that we are all, we're just all in this together. Like there's no like uber Bible students or the ones that, just really are are just in it with us together. Those are the ones you want to find. Those yeah. are the ones you want to lean in on. Yeah, that's good. So when you have your quiet time, do you have a, a place and a space? Yeah. Is it different every time? I know for me, I've, I'm not like a legalist with this as far as like, I think yeah, this is the definitely. only way to go. But I know for me in this season and this time where I have boys around all the time, yeah. that yeah. I have to get it done before. Before they wake up, or it That's won't happen. Exactly right. It won't nope. even happen if I say no. I'll do it when they go to bed. I'm oh, too fried no. by then, <laughs> and it has no. no I mean, the impact it's happens if I yes. started the day surrendered instead of absolutely. Oh God, I surrender to you. Night night. I mean, yeah, really, exactly. Like, oh, the heat is Truly on in the day. <laughs> the heat is on. Let's it's not, exactly let's not right. That. I love what you said, how you're not a legalist about it, but the reality is if I do not start my day, because I was just talking to my brother about this on the phone, that the reality is just being bare bones, honest, just straight up real talk right here. Some days before I even open my eyes, I want to quit. Yeah. I mean, if I'm just being honest, yeah. before I even open, peel open my eyelids, I'm like, yeah, God, it's not going to happen today. Mm. And so you are exactly right. The Uh, the space that I have, I've got a chair in my front room and, you know, it's just, it's right by the window. And, you know, like you said, it's not a legalistic spot or anything like that, but I just feel like if I can get to that spot before the day has started and given myself 15 to 25 minutes of just time, that is not a reality. I understand. And like you said, that legalistically, like there is no legalism there. Yeah. But just for me personally, man, if I can start my day just saying, okay. And the other thing is that it's a, it's a time where it's not a time to learn to teach. Mm. It's a time to learn to grow. Right. Because I think I have to divide that time, even yeah. even in what I'm teaching my kids, that it's a time for me to just, like you said, the heat is on. This is where I pull up those weapons and I'm like, all right, I've got it. And um, all day I'm going to walk in that grace. And so many times, I wish so many times on the days that I can't, I just don't, that I would go back to myself and say, ah, but the days that you do, how many times have you pulled that out and said, whoa, 
Praise the Lord. Yeah. Because man, I had no clue what was going to go down today. And yeah. had I not had that in my back pocket, wowzers. Like, yeah, I, ha- wowzers. I mean, I had a day where it wasn't so much that I needed it, mm-hmm. but I interacted with two different women mm-hmm. that day yep. that needed there a word. Go. And if go. I had nothing to pour out, there I wouldn't have been able, there would have been, it would have been empty. Yes. an empty pitcher pouring out, really not very thirst quenching. And it wasn't like it was me. I was yep. just the pitcher. That's what it right. was, was God's living active word mm. stirring around. And then so good. when they were there and they needed to hear from God, I had God's word to Ready. share. It wasn't like oh. I had any re- special revelation. It was God's word ready and active for them to share and encourage and bolster them up in the time. But I think um, you said something and now I totally just lost my train of thought. Well, I was going to give you at least $5 for bolster. That was a great word. Bolster. Um, Yeah. That's a million dollar word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But no, and I think you said something there too, because so often I get to running and I'm on E and I'm digging out that bottom of the barrel stuff and it's the gunk and I don't have time. Like yeah. I, I just, I don't have my eyes up, up because I'm so consumed with catching life. And that's the other thing I can always tell, you know, those buttons where you're like, whoa, okay, I'm kind of getting some flags here. Like I can always get the flags when it is, I'm catching, yeah. like everything is just a, it's just a catch. You know, yeah. I'm just like, you know, I can't quite grasp. I can't take a deep breath. And, um, and there is a major difference when I have started my day. And, you know, we even talked, I declare so many people shared, hey, give yourself five minutes. Yeah. If what you could start with is five minutes, then grab a hold of those five minutes. Like it is all you have. Yeah. And there's just, there is something to that. You're exactly right. And, well, and um, I know what I was going to say. There was, um, when I, and I'll put in, I've said it a million times. Good friend, Kat Lee. She's the one that got yes. me getting up before oh, my kids, waking up. So much yes. truth from yes. that woman. Yes. Praise and the Lord. Praise her. the Lord. And I know she was like, read a verse. And you might think, right. oh, a verse, one verse. What's that going to do? Um, okay. I have another friend who's a seminary student. And her first like requirement for her biblical studies class was to come up with 25 application points from one verse. Ah, and uh-huh. she was like, oh, my stars, that's a lot. What am I going to do? But she she was able to pull it out. And then she looked ahead of her homework. She was going to have to do 25 more, 25 different ones from the exact wow. same verse. And if a seminary professor is expecting that, like that's a reality. Yeah. Yep. This is a thing we can do. One verse and his Holy Spirit. One verse. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a it's the moment of surrender and confession in a prayer. Um, that's, that's right. And one verse and looking at my calendar that can set the day off, off. so much better than erasing. And it, and it, like you said, it's even the legalist of the place. I tell you when I tried to do it from my bed, like, oh, I'll just keep it oh. next to my bed. Yeah. No, that didn't work. I uh, had to like, yeah, that I had to have like calling your nice, name, sister. <laughs> yes. A nice cozy chair with a cup of coffee. Yeah. Yep. When you're in a season of pouring out to little ones and you're not getting even like a hot meal. To have a moment. That's straight you, up real talk right that's there. Real talk. <laughs> that you can like sit and have a warm drink and have a quiet yeah. moment. And then what yeah. I've discovered is sometimes that's where my boys find me. Yes. Actually, most days. And the days yeah. that I've had to like get ready first before I do yeah. my quiet time, yeah. they'll go look for me in the chair first. I love that. Yes, right? they did. They Love look, that. They look for me in the chair, and when they don't see me there, they're like coming and like, "Where's mom?" 
because that's the real thing. They expect that's that that's where it. I'll be. Yeah, right. Ugh, so yep. a lady that's a psych psychologist or something spoke at a mops group and she said you know all those days that you spend at the stove cooking dinners I don't know if everybody does that but yeah <laughs> she said you know those are memories for your kids even that sitting at your feet while you're in the kitchen cooking they may not remember that it was stressful for you they may not remember <laughs> that it didn't happen every day crying <laughs> crying they they'll remember the rep the repetition is what sticks with kids wow and so wow. That is a memory for them being in the kitchen with my mom while she's cooking dinner. They don't remember all the stress involved. And even like, even if it doesn't happen every day that you're in, your, so you know, having time with God, they'll know that you did if there's repetition so true. in it. So true. And it, and even more than that, it will, it will transform your days. It's a living, active word. People can criticize the word of God and say it's just a book written by men, but. Oh, but it's so alive. So that's a, that's a lie from the pit. It's a lie. That's a lie from the pit. That's exactly right. Sister. It is. It is alive. It is not just some words written by some men. I mean, that's exactly right. Yeah. It is alive. And how many times have I read a single verse and it comes alive in a new way? Yeah. And I do believe, as much as it sounds so daunting, yeah. that coming up with 25 points from one scripture text would be so overwhelming and just for seminary students. Uh, <laughs> Hello, yeah. like I could probably come up with 31 days worth of the same scripture and how it transformed 31 different di- different times, yeah. like how the Lord reproduced it 31 different ways. I mean, that I just feel like that's such a word there. And Or, or even yeah. like if you memorize something, yeah, like you feel like when you memorize a verse, you could have read it, but then when you have to memorize oh. it in the word order, like maybe yeah. you keep messing up the word order because you want to exactly. say it one way right. and then you're oh. like, why is it like that? Oh, 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 I remember, you know, memorizing, um, do not be anxious about anything, but with everything with Thanksgiving, present your request to God's. And I'm like, I was, I kept forgetting the with Thanksgiving. I kept forgetting. And I'm like, of course, I keep forgetting that part. (laughs) I've just been whining. Yes. Yes. I keep just bringing my request to God. So I think that (laughs) the memorizing, the other side benefit is you have to focus on the words and. And I think I wanted to say this too, that I think it is so transforming for me personally when I talk to someone that it is a real transformation, feet on the pavement. God did a real transforming work and it was so unearthing to their real life based on what they were personally studying in that cozy chair or what they were personally studying, you know, out on their back deck or wherever it is where they find the Lord that it is so transforming to me when someone comes and shares this raw kind of just real story that it was like something was happening and this was happening. And I just spilled out where I've spilled a thousand different prayers before the Lord, where I've told him a thousand different ways how I want him to change something. And man, it just transformed. And right there, I saw it starting to turn. And that is just, that is real for me. That's where it's like, it takes it exactly where I know God wants us to take it. And that's in our real lives. Every story that Jesus told is a parable about real life, about what was really happening in his surroundings and how it was relevant. And in order to gain that relevancy, you know, we that's a huge word tossing around Christianity right now. Let's be relevant. In order to gain that relevancy, we have to get it from the word. We have to get it from the word. So it sows into our lives and we know how to translate it through wisdom and revelation. Genius. Drop the mic. Boom. Preach it. Preach it. I love it. Oh, Carrie, we could do this for days. 
for you're, days, right? You're gonna Let's have to go. be regular. I think you're gonna have to start ah. that podcast. That's what I'm thinking. Huh, I know. I gotta get on that. I gotta get you're my like get tech side. You know, just really. Get I know. Over. Let's get you. Let's oh. get the Carrie Trotter Our, over to the dark side of po- podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. You yeah, made you me a believer. It. Love yeah. this. You though. <laughs> well, thank you, Carrie, for sharing a little little oh, thank you so snippet much. in comparison to all that God is teaching and showing and um that he has gifted you in and uh i pray i just really do pray lord that you would um these women who are listening that they would seek you in your word that they would um secure that belt of truth around them so that they could walk out with yes um those gospel shoes and spread the good news and um shield (laughs) themselves Mm, against the devil's flaming arrows and the tricks and the lies Mm, that they would know truth so oh carrie so Mm -hmm. awesome thank you so much for taking time thank you so much you are a gift T-G-I-F. Yeah. Do you guys have like a game tonight? (laughs) You know what's crazy? That's what I was saying. Coach T is on an off weekend. What? Oh, that's what you were saying. I got you. It is about grill and chill this weekend for the Trotter Tribe. (laughs) That's great. Well, maybe sometime I'll have to come to like a fun Friday Night Lights. My boys would think that's fun. They would love it. Oh, it's happening. Oh, it's happening. I'm going to do that. Friday Night Lights. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Carrie. And, um... Please, y'all, check out Carrie. I will put links to all of her her stuff and her book and everything yes, on the I can't show wait notes. To meet them all. Woo. Yes, GodCenterMom.com. You will find the show notes that go with this episode and all the links. So thanks, Thank Carrie. You, Enjoy your grill and chill. Hey, that soon. sounds super. Love you soon. Bye bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping Him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and He is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.